You're listening to War for Idiots, a podcast by idiots for idiots. So we can start recording whenever. What's the topic? Oh, yeah. I know, man. <laughs> um. <laughs> Don't do that. Sorry. say I'm ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready to go right now. Right now. Okay. Um, hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people from all of around the world. Welcome back to another episode of War for Idiots. WFI. WFI. Now, very dramatic. Now, if it sounds a little differently today, it's because we are recording... In what we are we are defining as our mobile recording studio. <laughs> our mobile recording studio. <laughs> it's um we're at a different place than normal. We're at our alma mater, actually. It's raining, and we couldn't find anywhere to record, so we are currently sitting in mixed car, surrounded by baby seats. Yeah. And um and the baby our, seats are inside the car. That's right. We're not at a weird baby seat graveyard. But nothing says war for idiots like sitting in a car talking about war. So welcome back to War for Idiots. I am Rich the Jackass. And I am Mick the Donkey. Hey, I got the good one this time. You did time. get the good one. And we are indeed the idiots you've been looking for. And today we are doing our second movie review. That movie is, of course, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. And yes, it is a war movie before you turn this podcast off. We're not just going to talk about awesome fight scenes. It is about war because it's based around World War One. if you haven't seen it. Spoiler yes. alert. So who yeah. are we? Well, back to our roots. We are the Hamish and Andy of war. I think wow. it's worth going back to that. It is. Um, It'd be really good if they gave us a uh, plug saying they're the rich of Mick of comedy. <laughs> no. Originally, Mick pitched this, hey, we should say with that Hamish and Andy of war and try to get some <laughs> attention from them. Uh, no. Naught attention from Zero. anyone. But what are we doing here today? Well, we are here to talk about war and we're here to make it at an accessible level. Yes. We are not discounting the significance of war. Very serious. We are making it approachable. Walkable. And today's topic is a movie review, which is Wonder Woman. Which is the opposite of what you've written in the <laughs> notes. Yeah, so professional. Uh, if I read your notes before we started recording, now I could, I could identify right. these gaps. Again, when we talk about professionalism, we are sitting in a car. <laughs> <laughs> we are sitting in a mobile studio. Thank you very much. So, Mick, do you want to read today's quote, please? I do want to read today's quote. Today's quote is, When in doubt, make a fool of yourself. There is a microscopically thin line between being brilliantly creative and acting like the most gigantic idiot on earth. So what the hell leap? And that was from Cynthia Heimel. Mm. Uh, she is a feminist humorist writer from Oakland, California. And um, a very, very apt quote considering that we are indeed idiots. Uh, we are indeed leaping. <laughs> By trying a new recording method. In the car. In the rain. But uh, a feminist uh, definitely talking about something we're going to talk about today, which is Wonder Woman and the so what about femininity that comes from that. Yeah. So, what is Wonder Woman? Well, Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman Wonder Woman is a movie. 
You're welcome. Thank uh, you. Thank you. 2017 American superhero film based on the DC Comics character of the same name. Distributed by Warner Brothers Pictures, it is the fourth installment in the DC Extended Universe, and it is directed by Patty Jenkins, with a screenplay by Alan Heinberg. Have you heard of Patty Jenkins before? Uh, yes, on Twitter. Okay, is she quite big on Twitter? No, but she directed Wonder Woman, so people talk about her. I right. mean, I've heard about her before today. Okay, well, I have not, and I did a bit of research into um, Patty. Now, there's not really that much out. She hasn't really done many movies, as you would think a big sort of block star action director would, would have yep. quite a large repertoire before going into something like Wonder Woman. Not really. Um, Velocity Rules from 2001 and A Modern Affair from 1995. She has... I did read that she took a lot of time off to have children and um, and she wants yep. to get into... She's obviously uh, going to be directing the sequel to Wonder Woman, but apparently she's tried to do a lot of television work because television is a lot more... I think the sequel's called WW2. Wow. You know you just made a really good joke. That's very clever. That's hilarious. So directed by Patty Jenkins and really launched her into the stratosphere... World War pun. ...of who uh, she is as a director. Screenplay by Alan Heinberg. Mm. Um, I did a bit of research into Alan. He is a comic book nerd. Good. Uh, he uh, got it from a story written by himself, written by <laughs> Zack Snyder, and yep. written by Jason Futz. <laughs> Who also wrote Ice Age Continental Drift from 2012. How do you say Jason's last name? Futchs. Futchs. I I know. Is a F-U-C-H-S. Futchs. We've got to move on. This is DC. (laughs) It's PG show. It's a PG show. Okay. Uh, He wrote the infamous Ice Age Continental Drift from 2012. An amazing movie. People still pay him to write. (laughs) But but when I first started looking into the research of Wonder Woman, here is our first problem. A lot of people inputting into this movie. A story written by three different people, and one of them wrote Ice Age Continental Drift. So we're going to talk about my biases there a little You're a Zack Snyder hater. Maybe you should declare that up front. So let's talk about our initial thoughts of this movie, Wonder Woman. As a war movie, Mick, what did you think? As a war movie? Well, as a movie. (laughs) As a war movie, however you want to talk about it. As a war movie, Mm. historically inaccurate... As a whoa, movie. whoa, 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 We don't know that. Okay. <laughs> Continue. Because we weren't, we weren't there. <laughs> However, as a movie, and I'm a DC guy, right? Yeah. So I love, uh, I love Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, I thought it was amazing. Yep. Uh, I saw it at the cinema and okay. it was a brilliant, amazing totes balls. Totes that, balls amazing? I don't yeah, know. What okay. do hipsters say? Whatever hipsters say. I feel like you're making words up. I would say that's what hipsters do. Um, yeah, I thought it was great. A good comic book action movie. Not quite as dark as the other DCEU ones have been so far. Yep. Um, the few things, whereas I think her character development didn't necessarily rely on the supporting characters and they tied her too closely a bit to Steve Trevor. Mm-hmm. But anyone who reads the comic books, he's kind of an important deal. But what about yourself? Well, I must say that originally, very excited about this movie. Very excited about this movie. Yeah. Now, I'm the opposite of Mick, uh, the better-looking one, and I'm more into Marvel. I'm, I'm not greatly into DC. Don't get me wrong. I'm a little bit country. Don't get me wrong. I, I thoroughly enjoy DC movies, but if I had to choose, it would be a Marvel one. So when Wonder Woman came out, I was excited um, about what it would be. The only thing I knew about Wonder Woman was what I... Wonder Yeah, exactly. was the television stuff I watched <laughs> yeah. as a kid and all yeah. that sort of stuff, right? And I delayed watching it for, for reasons um, tied to 
the heavy schedule we have recording this podcast in people's cars, I, I couldn't watch it immediately. Yeah. And then eventually, after a lot of hype, after it came out, after it was getting a lot of pats on the backs, I watched it. I heard it had the Prussian general Ludendorff in it. I was super excited that it had some sort of historical context. Yeah. And I must say, pretty disappointed. I was pretty disappointed with the movie. I was not disappointed by the visuals. I was not disappointed by the linkages that DC's doing into this larger universe. That 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 part kind of excited me. The acting, no problems with that. But to me, and I'm going to come back to this, there was just so much potential, potential lost in this movie because I feel the people who made the movie felt like they had to dumb it down for the mainstream audience. I felt like it could have been like a mind-blowingly deep movie that said a lot about the world and war especially but I think they dumbed it down and as a result this idiot did not like it so much so you yes me didn't like didn't that like. a comic book movie yeah didn't wasn't a deep existential examination of the human condition I, I, you took the words right out of my mouth yeah so <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pause right here and say uh your expectations of what comic book movies should be no, know, may be a little I know, different. I, I know, but it, it, it just could have been so much more. It could have been so much more. This wasn't like good Wonder Woman hunting or like this is just <laughs> this is Wonder Woman, right? Like like easy steps. Let's explore <laughs> let's explore what this movie could have been and then and then I'll I may accept that maybe my expectations were a bit too high at the end. Okay. So let's take a step backwards. So Wonder Woman. Yeah. Uh, a little history about Wonder Woman the character. So Wonder Woman first appeared in All-Star Comics number 8 in October of 1941, originally written by psychologist and writer William Moulton Marston. Um, his story of how he came about with Wonder Woman, how it was inspired by his wife, um, how it represented many different things in society is, is really fascinating in itself. Uh, we're not going to get into that, but one thing I wanted to, to talk about, going back to the roots of where Wonder Woman came from, was really the roots of what superheroes at this time represented and how Wonder Woman, as a female strong character, really broke the mold of what a superhero was in the early 40s. Yeah. At this time, Superman, would you agree? Yes. A strong Yeah, he's character. like action comics, like one. Batman? Yeah, Batman, yeah, he's around since late 1930s, 38. Green Lantern? Green Lantern was around then too, except that was a very different Green Lantern than what we've got these days. Wasn't as bad as Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern movie. Well, he's still better, yeah, yeah. This dude did carry the lamp around everywhere, but that was still better than Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Anything is better. <laughs> Being in this car recording a podcast is better than that Ryan Reynolds movie. Okay, so really, the, the mould was broken where you had these male-dominant superheroes, and then you suddenly had a female one that had the lasso of truth, was super strong. The um, bracelets or braces? The, the bracelets, braces, that could, braces. They, that could, yeah. that could um, ping, deflect ping, ping, bullets, ping. yeah. It, 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 it sort of was completely new for the time. And what I love about this story is that I love to think about superheroes in the context of time for when they came about. Now, this yes. one ties to World War II, quite obviously. Yeah. My favorite version of superheroes in time is the very first issue of Captain America. Are you familiar I, with I this issue? I knew you would I knew you would use I knew you would use a Marvel character to, Marvel. to try and explain it. Do you remember movie. this picture? Do you remember this picture of the first cover of the first issue of Captain America? Uh, no, because okay. it's in the wrong the first, the first issue of Captain America has Captain America punching Hitler in the face. Oh yeah, yeah. Now yeah. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. But but you know what's really I mean, what's really fascinating about this is 
that was before America was at war with Germany. Well, you know what I find even more amazing? When Hitler posed for the cover. (laughs) By Chris Chris Pine. I mean, what is the modern version of a superhero punching a leader of a strong (laughs) nation that you could potentially go to war with a year from now? It's like... It's something that is very was very controversial back then, but I but, yeah. but I think it's just great to look at sort of comic books as they represent society in many ways. Yeah. Um, and here we had 1941 Wonder Woman coming into production, an extremely strong female character, well before what we would identify as contemporary uh, women's rights movements and 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 all yeah. that sorts of stuff. Uh, amazing, and has been in production ever since 1941. Yeah, and and like my daughter, massive Wonder Woman fan. There's, oh really? Uh, there's there are TV shows for kids. Uh, there's like DC Superhero Girls. There's another one out. Uh, the Lego series she's featured yeah. in, the Lego ones. Um, the books, I've got to tell you, there's some pretty good books for kids and adults out there. Um, in fact, I think one of my daughter's birthday parties, um, my wife was dressed as Wonder Woman. There was like a heap of kids dressed as Wonder Woman. I was dressed as a male character. Of Wonder Woman, yep. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's an in, not just... A comic book in production that, like, the Phantom has been in production since, like, the 1930s, but most people don't know who it is. Yeah, that's It's not true. successful. This is an icon that has just never gone away. Okay, so you fast forward to 2017, you get this new movie. Yes. Uh, very quickly, so Wonder Woman is the second live-action theatrical film featuring the titular character? Is that... I can't even read that word. Yeah, following, titular, titular. Following her debut in 2016, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. Jenkins, Jenkins' role as director makes her the first female director of a studio hero, uh, superhero comic book live-action theatrical release film. That's a pretty specific category. Sounds like, <laughs> sounds like someone was like, we need, a, we need a first for Patty. Okay, so what's the story of this movie? Uh, the film tells the story of Princess Diana, who grows up on the Amazon island of Themyscira? Themyscira? After American <laughs> you need pilot, to read more Wonder Woman books. After American pilot Steve Trevor crashes offshore of the island and is rescued by her, he tells the Amazons about the ongoing world war. Diana then leaves her home in order to end the conflict, becoming Wonder Woman in the process. So, look, uh, a good storyline potential is it would be my first sort of uh, comment on this this storyline that Wonder Woman twenty seventeen does. Um, I would like to talk about war, if you wouldn't mind. For, um, for the purposes of the podcast. So, from that storyline, Wonder Woman is on a mission to end the Great War. Yeah. Convinced that General Ludendorff is the god of war. Okay? He's pretty bloody close when you think about it. He's pretty it. close, but is convinced that by killing him, the war will end. Okay, yeah. is there going to be spoiler alerts in this? Because we might need to make them. Uh, the, 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 spoiler I, alerts. I feel like we've alerted those spoilers already. <laughs> okay. So, killing Ludendorff to end the war, I really yeah. liked this line of the story. I really liked the concept that Wonder Woman thought that killing the one individual would stop the war. It would stop the war because I think that for many people, this is a concept of war that they have in their head. People still think that. People think that that one person yeah. would would cease, like, cease the get war. Get rid of war. Iraq. Get rid of Saddam Hussein. No more war in Iraq. Yes. Um, get rid of Osama bin Laden. No more war on terror. Exactly. Um, you know, I re- and I really like that because you had this contrast. You had Chris Pine's character, who he knew that he was going to try to... I, I can't remember the storyline. He wanted to blow up the hierarchy or something like that. And he knew that it was part of this bigger piece that wouldn't just stop the war. Yeah. Where she was like, we just kill this one, and then the war will suddenly stop. And you sort of had that contrast. Yeah, the Chris movie. Pine was going after the weapon manufacturer or That's something right. like that. That's right. Yeah. 
So, you know, Wonder Woman really thought that the war was as a direct result of evil. And, and I don't think that this is a thought that is not in existence with a lot of common people today. Even today, with what's happening in the uh, Korean Peninsula, there is statements from world leaders saying this guy is evil, which may or may not be true, yep. but it kind of makes it a little bit too black and white to explain the complexity. So, I think that's a really good sort of metaphor for, for what happens in world today. And yeah. In the world today, what happens, or people's understanding of war, I really enjoyed. I was like, okay, this movie is going somewhere in a positive direction. Then, I did. I stopped liking it. Okay. Um, so, spoiler alert: Wonder Woman eventually kills a drugged-up Ludendorff. Uh, but this, this means you liked like eighty-five percent of the movie, though. This this did not happen in history. Just in case. There's yeah, any Ludendorff. Like, Ludendorff died in the nineteen thirties. If you were writing your essay and you're like, "I need World War One stuff," oh, this podcast might help me. Yeah, but the real Ludendorff was crazy. He got kicked out of the Nazi Party for being too anti-Semitic. So, um, yeah. and I'm not sure if he was on super drugs that made him super strong. He believed in magic, so he might have been. But there was a moment. There was a moment after she killed Ludendorff, with a sword through his chest. Yep. Yeah. Kills Ludendorff. She she almost like sighs. Yes, this war is over. And then there's a, a realization that the war is not over. That yeah. him being dead doesn't really change anything. And then I thought that's because she didn't send a sit report. Like, <laughs> and then, and then, send a sit rep on Ludendorff. He's dead. War's over. And, and then I thought, <laughs> yes, the movie has. And this ties back to my original point. The movie has said something more than just, this is Wonder Woman. The movie has talked about war. The movie has talked about a concept that war is more than one person. It's more than just evil. It represents so many different things. And she has had a full journey now that there is no god of war. There is no kill one person, the war stops. She, she is now from this Amazonian island to reality. Yeah. Then... <laughs> They dumb the movie down for everyone else. No, they don't. They dumb the movie down for everyone else. I, no, no, I don't, I don't think the movie was ever intellectually trying to go where you think it was. Okay, so you're, you're dumb, right. Dumbing it down is, is okay, a missed okay. term. Then they went back to the comic book storyline. Okay, okay, okay. I accept. Yeah. They, then, But the, to me, then the, the storyline went down a little bit where they yeah. then introduced the God of War. They had this epic battle with the God of War. Yeah. And then once killing the God of War, yeah. she indeed stopped. Yeah, the and, war. And, and Richie says they then introduced the God of War, but they introduced the character at the start of the movie. His existence has been a theme throughout the whole movie. It's just that she picked it as the wrong guy. And and, and a good twist, a, a, a great application of a, a, a clever storyline. Yeah. Um, you know, using a character you've seen throughout yeah. the whole. The movie. God of War turns out to be someone who was trying to stop the exactly. war. Exactly. So, so look, good twist. This could be my bias coming through, but I, I thought it could have. It could have gone somewhere more but I did not think about the original comic book application of that storyline so yeah. I, I, I give all, it a couple points also like, she's pretty sad at the end of the movie where they jump back to modern times right and we've got another movie to go oh you more to the story and, you think? and, and she also was you know, don't ever go. come back to Themyscira yeah that's unless true unless you you know she's, she's killed the one person that threatens that island so she could inevitably go back but her mission's not over and I was a bit, I was a bit taken back about why they wouldn't just tell her the truth from the very start. Yeah. Of the island, like if, like, you, like if you want to train a weapon, tell them they're a weapon. Tell them it's a weapon. Don't beat around might, the bush. She might pay more attention in sword right. class. My wife picked it up instantly as soon as we saw it, and they saw that this is the weapon, this is the sword. Yeah. She's just like, that's not the weapon. She is yeah. the weapon. I was like, well, thanks for ruining a movie for me. Yeah. With- but why would why would like why would you? Like this sword, this sword's going to be everything. All right, well, just one person grab the sword, go kill the god. Yeah, go kill the god of war, Ludendorff, <laughs> before he takes those drugs. Yeah. And joins the Nazi party. Okay. 
So <laughs> tell me, tell me, tell me about War, Mick. Tell me what you thought about. So I enjoyed the film very, very much. But I'm, as I said, um, not completely immersed in the world of Wonder Woman. Don't have any collector's items yet. But I love how you said yet. <laughs> Damn it. Um, I thought it was very, very good, but uh, unlike yourself, like I, I didn't, I didn't wanted to go further. I wanted her to meet the God of War, and I wanted her to put a sword through his chest. Okay. She kills him in a different way, but at least she puts a sword through someone's chest. The, the, the thing for me though was the fact that she doesn't go back to Themyscira, and she's obviously got a mission. Yep. To help mankind in some way. Yep. Um, and they leave it open at the end, the way they leave it open at the end, by bringing her back to the modern era where we saw her in Batman vs. Superman, Dawn yep. of Justice. Uh, and she's gone from being this naive... She was too naive, I think, in the movie. I think they made her a little bit too naive. Yeah. But that comes from the fact that she was created by the gods and no one told her, I guess. Yeah. Um, but she's gone from being a naive to she's almost this sort of kind of jaded with humanity towards the end. Like, like her mission's there, but it's like... Uh, you know, like she's fighting against the odds. Yeah. Hopefully, the second Wonder Woman movie, WW Two. It's going to be WW Two. Is, is, is it really? It, it's got to be World well, War Two. Well, I know it's going to be World War Two, but it's definitely going to be WW. She has to do something about World War Two. Surely, because if she just tries to stop World War One, then they go back to war. But then Captain America solved World War Two. <sighs> that's in the that's in the MCU, <laughs> not the DCU. Anyway, let's let's get off the Marvel topic. Um, so you know, hopefully, the next movie. Allows that more developed character, yep. and I get it. They were trying to show her development. The love interest with Steve <laughs> Trevor, didn't like it. I, I just didn't like it. it. It's a tribute to some of the, the storylines in the comics that have had that turn into a love interest. Yeah, but it was unnecessary for either character's development. I really think. I really and his spoiler alert: his sacrifice at the end, yeah, would have been just as significant. I think. I I, I could not agree with you more. Yeah. Basically, you don't always need to make with the sexy times. And then. Like, just because you don't have sexy times when they die doesn't mean that... You don't regret them dying. You don't regret them dying. You're exactly right. That's so true. Hey, did you hear uh, did you hear that guy died? Hmm, did I have sexy times with him? I'm not sure whether I should be sad now or not. Yeah, yeah. that doesn't happen like that. And that's a really <laughs> weird question for you to be asking. <laughs> yeah. so, anyway, uh, you want to talk about um, talk about feminism because it's been a, been a bit of a debate I, I about this. I really like to talk about feminism. Um, I, I acknowledge two males sitting in a car trying to talk about feminism. is going to be Sorry, very one Not an expert, not offering any opinions exactly um, a lot of debate about this movie yes. whether is it a pro-feminist movie is it the opposite of a feminist movie yeah. is she a strong role model for women is she a weak uh, whatever the opposite of role model should not be a role model for women should our daughters look up to this character should they not a lot of debate uh, uh, you know infamously uh, Avatar director James Cameron James Cameron thinks the latter thinks that she is not a role model and it is yeah. not a feminist movie Yep. Um, what are your thoughts on it? I think she is a role model for women. And because I follow Patty Jenkins on Twitter, what Patty Jenkins has been doing since the movie came out yep. is been posting on Twitter a lot of the comments, photos, letters she's being sent from people. And the thing that um, you know, made me really sort of stop and think about it, because this movie's not necessarily about a... It's about a strong female character. But first, it's about a strong superhero who happens to be female, right? Okay. So there was a little boy in the US who was going to go to dress up day at school as Iron Man, your mate, Tony Stark. Yep. And he wrote a letter to Patty Jenkins because after seeing Wonder Woman, he went dressed as Wonder Woman. Mm, okay. 
because as a young boy, he didn't differentiate between his two idols. One, I don't know what an eight-year-old is doing going to see that movie. There's swords and chests and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But um, there's for him, it wasn't, do I go as a boy superhero? Do I go as a girl superhero? It's what superhero do I go as, regardless mm. of gender. I think the movie's powerful in that sense. Mm. Um, but, you know, as a father of a daughter who's into one woman, was I happy that it portrayed a strong female um, in what has traditionally been seen as men's, you know, World War One was fought by men. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, in a, in a male-dominated um, genre of superheroes. Yes. So I think, was it feminism in the sense that it's arguing for remove the pay gap, smash the glass ceiling. It, it, it didn't get into those debates in the movie. No. But it did portray a strong female. No. No, um, no. Oh, they gave us some clothes. Jeez, <laughs> um, that must be anti-feminist if they pay a woman in clothes. That's <laughs> horrible. Do you, um, do you remember the scene where the female mad scientist... Yes. Um, ...for a moment got wooed by Chris Pine's character... But then Chris Pine got distracted by Wonder Woman in a dress, and then the wooing stopped. Do you remember that scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That scene really, really is hard for me to swallow. Th- th- you know what I mean? That that scene as if this movie represents is a good feminist movie. Yeah, is a really hard scene for me to follow because why would this mad, brilliant female evil scientist give a give a give a give a hoot on what Chris Pine thinks about her? I couldn't believe it. I was just like, this is just this is. This has just gone so cheap, and and, and to me that that yep. just that scene was just like, oh, what are you doing this for? And the practicality of Wonder Woman carrying her sword while wearing that dress that was sheer. Yeah, how was that sword? What what Whoa. what weight like, carriage oh. did that oh, understand like, how it was? Yeah, hanging? and it would have sliced her back open. <laughs> um, so, although not saying that Gal Gadot looked bad in a dress, I'm just saying I agree with you. I think I think they focused on, and the, you know, and the idea of feminism is that you don't ignore femininity. You, you, you celebrate it, I suppose. But when it hinges upon a male's interaction with the woman, exactly. you take away from the actual That's true purpose. I Look, I, I, my opinion on this. So I grew up with with reading a lot of Marvel comics, embarrassingly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you should be embarrassed. So to me, a strong female character in, in this world of fantasy that I, that I like to indulge in was of no surprise whatsoever. You yep. know, there's constantly strong women characters yep. who don't, you know, the strongest, you know, say the X-Men, the strongest mutant in the X-Men is a female, you know, Jean Grey who yeah. turns into the Dark Phoenix. So to me, there was never a reason that this woman was stronger. It was always that this character is the strongest character, as you said, and yeah. it happens to be a woman as well. So, yeah, that's right. So when I started reading the debates, I was like, well, I don't understand the debate. Like, why is there a debate whether yeah. it matters whether she's a female or not? Um, but I kind of saw, and, and, and I'm not going to pretend that I understand the world from a feminist point of view, but yeah. I kind of watched Wonder Woman and just thought... It's pretty hard for you to understand from a feminist point of view. Thank you. And I just kind of thought, is she really being portrayed as a strong female? Could, it, you know, is the her, her, her sort of... When she was at the very start, she had to be sort of guided by Chris Pine towards the truth. Could she not have found that journey herself? The the sexy time that we talked about, was that really required? Does that dull it a little bit? It, it, it would have been stronger if they had have highlighted that it was her femininity that made her stronger. Exactly. And, and you know, when you th- think about the journey, without Chris Pine, she could never have made the journey. Is that saying that without a man... A woman can never make a journey to their full potential. Oh, man, I'm like not a, saying that he's saying that directly. No, I'm not saying that saying that directly. But for those smarter listeners out there, like who are academically inclined to this, um, look into it because you know 
what what does it actually say about Wonder Woman? Some of the there were some patronising moments in the film. There I was. think is what you're trying to get at. Absolutely, and 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 to me again, like what you said about war. Yeah. And if it was trying to be a feminist movie, I don't. I think it didn't make the mark no. as as much as it could have. But as I've sort of written in these notes here, it, it is a Hollywood movie. movie that's based on a comic book that's made in Hollywood, and you can't appease every audience. You know what I mean? That's right. Potentially, if it was a movie that said a significant thing about war and said significant things about feminism, we wouldn't be talking about it because no one would have watched it because it wouldn't have had enough money to go forward and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, m- maybe it wouldn't have done so well, but it has done well. It was done very very well. Uh, the movie. Uh, Currently certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes at 92%. Yeah. The audience has it at 90%. Is that it, good? I'm not is, a Rotten Tomatoes guy. It is guy. very rare that the critics that have given it 92%, their scoring is higher than the audience. It's always the other way around. Oh, really? Yeah, it's always the other way around. So it, that says something in itself about how popular this movie is. Mm. As of June this year, it became the highest grossing live action movie to be directed by a woman. Uh, the one before it uh, escapes my mind, but it doesn't matter. It is now second place. Yeah. It has launched the star Gal Godot. Godot, yeah, Gal Godot. So her first name's Gal. Gal. We're just going to ignore that. Yeah, like it's name. perfect. One woman's first name, Gal. It no, is Gal. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and she is an Israeli-born actress and model uh, who has had mild success before this breakout role. And uh, either has recently had a baby or maybe still be pregnant with that. I think she baby? had, from what I read, she's already had a baby before yep. the movie. And, another one? I'm well, sure. no, she she did. Um, it was either this one or Batman versus Superman. They reshot scenes where she was pregnant. God, it must have been Batman versus Superman, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, and but, but that's still pretty impressive. And I think she does very well in the movie. Uh, and I think she's t- a perfect Wonder Woman perfect casting. Fit. Perfect um, fit. And she does very well. Yeah. I so, don't know who out there could have been better, but, apart from my wife, Lovey Sweetie. And Ben Affleck. So <laughs> Ben bef- Affleck is the best Batman. Before, have you seen um, The Accountant? Not yet. I'm going to watch it. Best movie ever. Really? Uh, an accountant who suffers from severe uh, mental development is also a, a hitman on the side. Like, what really? is not... Yes, it is amazing. Really? That's awesome. It well, amazing. it's on Netflix, so... The only thing he's missing is to be Batman as well. Well, he is Batman. So before we give this a movie rating, let's have some final thoughts. Okay. Mick, tell me, final thoughts, Wonder Woman, the movie about war and feminism and comic books. So glad they made it. Really disappointed with Ludendorff's characterization, his role in the film. You could have removed him completely. Right? Like, pick a general that actually died during World War One. Yeah. Like, you could have found a random general. Yeah, yeah. I Absolutely. Mean, I mean, for those that don't know much about Ludendorff, Ludendorff was the crazy dude driving the German military machine at the end of World War One. But, but... But. They've just gone a little bit extreme in the characterization of him. So maybe just ease back on that. Apart from that... Loved it. Glad they made it. Waiting for the next one. Okay. And for me, happy with the movie. Happy for the movie for what it is. It is a Hollywood comic book movie that represents the story of Wonder Woman that will tie into many stories and ties into stories already. Yeah. And it will continue to go forward. Disappointed uh, for what me personally would have liked. That is a movie that said more about war and more about feminism. I think they missed missed the great mark. Not not completely missed the mark. Just the opportunity they had. The opportunity they had to go so much more. But I accept that it was not a movie for just those two purposes. Yeah. So, tell me. Out of Five Idiots, which five is idiots. the Good. award that we give movies. Yeah. Um, is this the second movie we've ever done? Second or third, yeah. Second oh, or third. third. No, this is the third. I said second. Yeah. We did War Machine and the one about that dumb dude. That crazy dude. <laughs> yep. What's his name? The super... Uh, Doss. Mate, he, he was Wonder Man. He was Wonder Man. <laughs> I think they call him Superman, don't yeah, they? Yeah. Like, he was just amazing. <laughs> anyway... 
We're getting our movie reviews confused. <laughs> anyway. Out of five idiots. I, mate, I give it uh, 4.9 idiots. Wow. Yeah. Why? Why? Um, <laughs> because the point one idiot is for everything I didn't like about the movie. Okay. <laughs> I love how you were not ready for me to say why. Um, I would like to give this movie 3.5 idiots out of five. Liked enough to watch it again. Wish it could have been more. I'd like you to get out of my car. <laughs> <laughs> so, that is it. Uh, we it. hope you liked our review of Wonder Woman. Yes, uh, and it, it is a war movie. It is a war movie, um, so it does fall into the classification of what this podcast covers. It has a historical accuracy on the effect of a shield in deflecting water and artillery <laughs> rounds. Yes, it does. <laughs> okay, so we are on social media. Uh, check us out. We are on Twitter at... at War numeral four idiots. Yep. You can talk to Mick. Mick, where are you at? I'm at Mick underscore Cook. And, and I, you are? And I am at Richie underscore TTT. Yes. Three uh, T's in a row. We've got a lot of merch. We do have a lot of merch. We actually have a small amount of merch, actually. We've got a lot of merch to sell, though. <laughs> uh, we have one, two T-shirts, one for males, one for females, and a coffee mug. And, hey, that coffee mug is unisex. So, it's not a female coffee mug. Yeah. It's not a male coffee we mug. So it's just a coffee mug so without a gender. Our merch is so progressive. So, and it's high quality and high priced. High quality. Hope you enjoyed our review of Wonder Woman. Uh, keep on engaging with us on Twitter and Facebook. We are loving it. Uh, and I uh, hope you tune in next time. So, until then, this is us signing off. I am Rich. And I am Mick. And until next time, remember that we may be idiots, but so are you. Goodbye. War for Idiots is a TDP production. All opinions expressed by individuals on the podcast are those of the individual and not necessarily representative of any other organisation. This is Fireworks by Jazar and is used under an attribution share alike 3.0 international licence.